Hey, 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 you guys. Thank y'all so much once again for being special guests here on Black Canvas. We have an amazing guest with us here on today's episode. If you guys have not heard of Zach Lastin, you're going to learn a lot about him today in this episode. He is a self-taught oil painter, born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. After attending Webster University, he started his career in motion and graphic design. His paintings draw inspiration from life, as well as imagine scenes of alternative realities. He favors using impressionistic methods of painting and capturing moments of people in their own worlds, questioning their realities. He has shown in galleries across the Midwest through Kansas City, Nashville, and St. Louis, and was the co-curator of a pop-up gallery installed in the arcade apartment lofts. And we're just so glad to have Mr. Zach here with us on Black Canvas. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, I'm just excited, Zach, to have you here. Um, I love having different types of individuals on the show. And I think you're the first um, artist that I have actually on the show. So I'm really excited about this. Oh, really? Like the first oil painter? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, Excellent. So you're first, and this is going to be our first time you guys actually having him on, and we're just so glad, and hopefully he'll be back in the future. But Zach, I have some questions for you, so if you can kind of just answer them as honestly as possible, and just we're going to have fun with it, okay? All right, so the first question I have yeah, is, perfect. Uh, can you tell me, out of all the, the works of art that you've created, is there one that you consider to be one of your favorites and why? Oh, that's difficult. Um, maybe my self-portrait, specifically the one on my website, just because it looks exactly the way I wanted to in my head, and that hardly ever happens. Okay, and I've seen that picture. That's a really great picture, actually. And can you tell me, like, what went into creating that picture? Um, 2020, basically. Just a lot of uh, heartache and breakthroughs at the same time, uh, technically speaking and also personally. And I think you're right. 2020 was, was a year of self-discovery, I would say, for a lot of people. Um, because we've all experienced things in our lives, and especially during the pandemic, um, people still being able to try to remain creative and to find a balance when we were kind of locked in. And I, I felt like um, I learned a lot about myself through between 2019 and 2022. There's so much in these last three years. I'm like, wow, you just never knew how much growth actually can happen. And then also how we can find our purpose and to find happiness, even in times when there was so much death and negativity going on around the world. So, yeah, I, I love the painting. I know exactly which one you're talking about, but I think it just shows us that, you know, we can still be creative even when we're going through negative experiences. Right. It was such an absurd situation that it, it felt like you never know you're experiencing history till it's right there kind of moment. Absolutely. And I, I feel like that's 
that's the great thing about life is like when you go through certain experiences, you just have to continue to fight through it. And then sometimes it's an opportunity to look introspectively at yourself and see who are you through that experience as well. Um, but yeah, I love your your work. And so I would know exactly which picture that is. And that's something you guys get a chance to check his website. You'll be able to see um, what, what we're talking about. But I do want to go to another question, Zach, if you don't mind. Um, is there any designer sure. or illustrator or anyone out there that you followed or admired growing up? And did you consider that person to be like a role model for you? Oh, gosh. Growing up, um, probably the best example would be John Singer Sargent, who I was obsessed with and would read any type of diary or history book on him that I could find and his paintings and how he did stuff. Just instantly kind of connected with him and like a um, uh, out of body way. Probably. Okay. Can you can you tell me about the artwork that he actually produced? Because I'm not too familiar. Oh yeah, uh, he was an oil painter in the late 1800s, and he um, just created a lot of portraits, oil portraits for high society. He was eventually kind of, in a way, ran out of Europe for making a bit of a scandalous painting, and. It's called Madame X, if you're ever interested in seeing that. It was just simply she had her uh, dress strap around her uh, shoulder in a way that it was just seen as so devious. I'm so glad you brought that up, Zach, because that kind of goes into like how things have changed, like you said, from the 1800s to where we are now. And just like that would be just considered normal you know, and in the time frame we're in now, but just to, to see, you know, oh, yeah. how our value systems have shifted or just what we deem to be scandalous behavior can definitely change over time. But yeah, that does make a lot of sense of, you know, how during, of course, 1800, even the 19, early 1900s, you know, just how things were perceived. Um, I think that's really amazing. I'm going to definitely go check that out so I can see that. I haven't, haven't heard of him and I haven't heard of that painting, so I definitely want to check it out sure it certainly is fascinating because they weren't shy of doing a lot of nude paintings even at the time but it was more of the suggestion of like her tussled dress that was so scandalous i find so fascinating wow yeah i'm definitely after we get off of this i'm gonna definitely check it out so i can definitely see it and learn more about his his artwork for sure he repainted it, so I don't know if there is an original photo of it from back then, but uh, yes, it's currently at the Met, I believe. Hmm. Okay, that's really cool. But yeah. So can you tell me about like what goes into your creative process? Do you ever have to overcome like creative blocks like in your mind where your mind goes in a different direction? And if so, how do you actually overcome a creative block? Oh, yeah, I'd say less block and more mania is my problem. It's It feels like distractions are around every corner, and they just pull me in many ways. Um, I'm still kind of working through that, but uh, you just got to find 
what makes you feel like you, what puts you at peace. And generally, as long as I'm painting and I know what I'm painting, uh, I kind of just, everything falls away and I can just get in that zone. I love that. So you can find your, your Zen kind of like you can find something that centers you. And if your thoughts start to go into either racing or like you say, if I feel manic in that moment, I can kind of look at this and stop and say, Hey, this is the best I've done at this moment. That's okay. Or maybe even ask someone for their opinion on what do they see in the painting? Cause I think that, you know, that's so important with art exactly. for sure is that of course it's the eye of the beholder, what that person experiences while watching or viewing or experiencing. Um, one thing I did hear about years ago, like art installations, um, can you explain what that actually is? Because I'm not as well versed with a lot of the verbiage. So what is an art installation? Um, an art installation that can vary across different galleries or if you're in like a pop-up or something like that, but generally, it just means a series of selected curated pieces that are actually physically being installed into the gallery, whether that means it's just they just need to be set up or hung on the wall or they're more complicated pieces that need to be installed. Like if someone made a fake jungle or something and then they need to be inserted somehow for any type of public viewing Gotcha. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Because I've seen like motion art kind of where I've seen like people who were dressed up specifically like a painting, and then they actually did the motion on where they were like posing. And so that's something Uh, I had just seen online. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I didn't know if that had anything to do with similar to like installation or not. I believe I, I remember what you're referencing. Yes, with the famous pieces. Yes, that could be an installation, even if they're just standing there. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. All right, so I'm, I'm right, you guys, on that. I was like, uh-oh, I didn't want to ask the wrong question yeah. on that one. Okay, so that's okay. really cool. Um, yeah. So can you tell me, how has your style changed over time? Like, when you first started painting to where you are now, have you seen any changes um, in your style? Oh, yes. Uh, sorry if my voice is a little raspy. It's allergies are full force at this time in St. Louis. Oh, Zach, you sound fine. Don't worry about that. Which what, what we're gonna think is like he's going into very white mode. So that's what that's what it sounds like, which is amazing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. But yeah, um, I would say intention is always key when creating anything. So when I started out, it really was just kind of what I wanted to make, and that has evolved to what I'm specifically laying down to make sure things are consistent or deliberately inconsistent for whatever ultimate goal I want to achieve. So like any style of paint stroke or type of materials used or subject matter or composition are all things that need to be rigorously thought about before making a piece and putting them in a collection that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, as, as you mentioned that. of Just kind of even, like you said, a breaststroke, like the stroke of, of using your brush and being able to decide how I want it to look or being able to even just what colors will make it pop or 
you know, make a, a statement. Um, I saw an artist actually online who was um, actually doing this amazing um, portrait. And then at the end of it, he actually used his paintbrush and he drew like used like red and used it over the eyes. So it kind of was like the picture was done, I thought. And then he just splashed it across the entire part of the eyes. So I didn't know specifically what he was referencing and why he did it that way. But it was like, it looked perfect before. And then after I was like, this has to be a hidden message or something he's wanting to convey to the person who sees it. But it was just such a great opportunity for me to kind of think in my mind, like, was he saying that, you know, we see things from a different perspective? Was he saying maybe that person was blinded by their own beauty? I don't know, but it was just so cool to see something like that because it just, you would have thought, hey, the picture was fine the way it was but he just added another layer to it, which probably had a hidden message that um, he wanted us to, to think about. Right. It is impressive to think about creating something specifically to destroy it. And that's a part of the messaging. That That is really cool. And have you done any artwork similar to that before? Um. I've just ruined some of my paintings before, <laughs> nothing quite like that. <laughs> okay. So that's something I, I just was really intrigued by that. I was like, this is really interesting. And so hopefully one day I'll get an opportunity to, to talk with him and just kind of find more information. But yeah, I was scrolling through Instagram one day and I saw that. I was like, wow. I'm like, first of all, why did it come on my feed? I was like, this is really cool to see it. But then afterwards I was like, <laughs> that was really interesting um, because I mean, Art, artistry is whether if it's someone singing or drawing or creating poetry it can be seen in so many different facets of that person's mind and the great thing is like we think of like different types of you know um galleries that present artwork like you get to choose hey this is the style that i like like one of my favorites when i think of when i was young was like the harlem renaissance period and, and that was something i remember when i was in high school and i just was so intrigued uh -huh. by that and just seeing a lot of the artwork. And one of my favorite artists just from, of course, many years ago, I would love to to see, of course, Michelangelo. I mean, that's just, we all know like so many things that are out there. Um, da Vinci, you know, there's just so many things that we can go back to. The woman, I think with the pearl earrings, right. correct? Yes, yes. That's one that I always remember. Of course, I'm one of oh, all know that one for sure. But I just am, I'm always intrigued by just different artists and the way they express themselves. Yeah, and I think it's also really great that I feel as if artists can succeed in so many other different ways, like that are separate from each other. It's not just the salon or gallery work anymore. It could be a thousand different circles of different artist networks and they're all thriving in their communities that's true and i think that's the great thing of especially now in 2022 there's so many ways that you can even share your artwork like it's a lot easier you know with one click you can go to a website or you can order you know printed copies of certain things or maybe if you like you said or you're doing an art installation or you're doing some type of gallery um, performance and saying, hey, I want to make sure I have 100 people and this is exclusive and I invite 
a specific group of people to be here. And now you can even invite, you know, editors from magazines and they'll be able to share a lot of your information and write reports and, and reviews, which I think is great. It's just another way of marketing yourself. Right. It's getting less and less excu- exclusive. Yeah, absolutely. And you feel like it's more tangible. And I, I know for some artists that can be um, stressful because you, you try to create something that you want to be able to deliver it in a different way. But I feel like now, you know, the accessibility is, is great for me because it's like, hey, I can actually order this and I can have it hanging in my office and I can just be able to look at it and just know that that was something that was done with such time and effort. It's something I appreciate. Right. I mean, probably one of the most frustrating things for an artist is to not be understood as angsty as that sounds. Like specifically, um, I guess, doing things in a certain style or a way and it just be written off, especially by people higher up, is frustrating. Wow. I never even thought of it like that, but that's a great way of you explaining that. It kind of relates even like in my career um, as a counselor, that can manifest in the same way. Like if someone's had 20 years of experience counseling and you do something that maybe they wouldn't have thought of in the same way. And sometimes you can get written off like, oh, well, you haven't had enough experience to try that modality in this way. You know, and, and I think that can relate when someone is looking at it based on their experience or maybe the feedback they've received as an artist. So I can see how that can be a, a big stressor for sure. Right. It definitely can. So speaking of stress, how do you manage your personal life as well as your life as an artist? Or do sometimes you see yourself having both intertwined with each other? Oh, <laughs> Currently, that doesn't exist, but uh, they they just kind of merge in a way. Like, life is work at this point. Uh, I also have a day job doing uh, motion and graphic design for uh, CBD Kratom currently. So it's really just all in with visual design and art with me, at least at the moment. It's kind of everything. So that I'm not sure if I entirely have a work-life balance. Gotcha. At least for right now. But I think that, that that can definitely be a balance. Like when you think of that, I can still be able to do the digital art design doing that and then still doing the oil paintings and something, you know, that when my mind or my body is telling me, hey, I want to get up and do this, I can actually feel motivated to do it at that time when I have the time. Um I think the hardest thing for many of us, maybe I can speak for myself, is when you're trying to find a balance for rest and play, and play meaning just relaxation techniques, leisure activities. It can be really hard when you have time frames or you have, um, let's say, certain deadlines when something needs to be completed. You sometimes forget yourself. And so one thing I've been working on is when I feel myself getting overwhelmed, is that I have to slow down, I have to ask for help, I have to remind myself that, you know, it doesn't have to be done overnight, and if I gave myself a time frame that's unrealistic, then I need to give myself grace and time to make sure it's done correctly, and maybe extend the deadline or ask for help from someone who I know is trusted that can 
helped me to get it completed. Um, but many times our vision goes in one direction. It's hard for us to, to let other people in. Yeah, that's true. I guess I do in a way. I certainly do have blocks of time that I make myself do studio time or go to the gym or hang out with family. So I guess in a way I do, it just feels chaotic. Right. <laughs> and I, I know that feeling, Zach. It, it's it's like, whoa, like, am I really doing stuff for myself? Because you almost start questioning yourself. Yeah, I guess it's just normal to feel like you're in a whirlwind. Right. Or feel like a hamster on a wheel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Most, Most days. days. For sure. <laughs> now, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, Zach, what would you tell to your younger self? Uh, don't date that person. <laughs> Woo. Now that, that that's the first uh, time I got that answer, Zach. <laughs> yep, that's what I would say. Besides that, um, you know, I don't know. I guess, I guess I would say maybe explore more, travel more. Um spend that money like sure um go that extra mile even if it's uncomfortable whatever it be in everything and everything possible i love that and i think exploring and adventuring is something that we can do even in the comfort of our home until we feel safe and comfortable to get outside of that bubble and i use an example of like i used to love going on cruises um before covid and so my mom and I would go together. We actually had gone on three cruises, like back to back to back. And then we were planning one before COVID started. And I haven't been since. And so that was such, it was such a huge fear um, because I was always afraid of um, getting sick or something happening. And, you know, and so my whole thoughts were right. like, why am I still fearful? And then I understand why, because um, I'm also looking out for her health and the health of my other family members, but it just goes into, you know, why can't I at least plan? You know, if I want to do this in the future, who knows how many more years either of us will have. And so it's one of those things of that can be adventuring for me of just kind of looking at it, writing it down, looking at pricing, deciding if I want to save for it, or maybe doing like a, a weekend vacation, even somewhere that I've never gone in the States. And I can just choose, you know, what does that look like? And that's something I have not done. And then I realized, oh, I've been working a lot. Okay, so am I really working on myself? Or am I working just to work? And yeah, it's incredibly difficult. It is. And then you go through almost beating yourself up because you're like, but I'm doing such great work to help others. But it's like, if you're not taking care of you, you aren't really helping others the way you need to in the, in the right way. And so I have really kind of dialed right. back on a lot of things which has helped me to be able to feel more confident in my decision-making, but also being aware that I have to be emotionally attuned and being able to know who's around me and why. And, and then also when I go to sleep at night, I have to remind myself, you did the best you could today. And that's the advice I give myself. You've done the best you, you could. And, you know, that's all you can do. Yeah. You have to when your, your thoughts are raging in the middle of the night. Yes. Or you'll be up all night and you won't accomplish much the next morning. No. <laughs> yeah. For sure. 
All right, so Zach, I only have um, two questions left for you and I'm gonna combine these last two. So the first part of the question is what's next for you? And then the second part of that is how can our listeners find you online? Um, next for me, um, I'm currently building out my first solo show. So I'm kind of working on that proposal and pieces and uh, theory and all of that. Um, I just recently closed out a gallery at the Hauska here in the Central West End in St. Louis. So if y'all ever uh, are stopping by in the Central West End and want to see the mini show Two Feet, it's right there. Also, Jacoby Arts Center has a few of my pieces going on for Color of Pride that just had the reception last night and has a virtual tour if you'd like to do that or if you'd like to stop by. The closing reception and artist talks will be on August 19th as well if you want to see it. That's amazing, Zach. Well, I'm just very proud of what you've been able to accomplish thus far in your career. And I just know that you're going to continue to create not only amazing art, but great connections with people because you have, you're doing it for the right reasons. You're, you're, you're really are trying to help to create a space where people can feel included. And then also for you to find your own purpose through your artwork. So I really have been impressed, which is the reason I wanted you on the show, because I think that you need to start to see things from a different viewpoint. And so I, I enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Community is the most important thing to an artist. Absolutely. And I think you're doing an amazing job. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much, Zach. And let's remember, you guys, to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right. So, Zach, if you're ever interested in coming back in the future, we would love to hear more of what you have going on in your life with, with your artwork. And if there's anything that you want us to know for me to promote, just let me know. And I don't mind sharing it with our listeners. Definitely. Hopefully I'll have more to present in the future. All right. Well, we appreciate you, Zach, and I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Oh, you too. Bye.